Welcome to the eighth episode of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. So tonight, uh, we've got a couple for you. Shan, what, uh, what, uh, what are we going to make for the folks tonight? Well, if I say cocktail with tequila, what would be the first thing that comes to your mind? Immediately pops into my mind the margarita. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm glad you said that because we are not making that today. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I don't really, you know, I'm a, I don't mind a margarita, but I would rather have something else. And it sounds like we've got something else. I've been peeking ahead at the notes. <laughs> sounds like we have something very, very good planned. We do. I am not going to bash a margarita. Let me just put that out there. I think there are some delicious margarita recipes out there. But what I did want to do was something a little bit more um, that people in Mexico prefer to drink. So That sounds good to me. And it is called the La Paloma. Oh, I've seen that on some menus. I haven't had one yet, but I, I've seen it on the menus. Yeah, it. this is a, it's the the Spanish word for dove, by the way. So this is a very um, peaceful drink. Dig, if you will, the picture <laughs> of you and I drinking a Paloma. Yeah, this is a good one. I think that you'll enjoy this. It's nice and fresh. Uh, perfect. I think this is going to be my beach drink this year. I cannot wait to sample that. So um, you mentioned uh, tequila. Yeah, goes into this drink. Um, what do we What do we know about the uh, the other one of the other brown liquors here? What do we know about this tequila thing? Okay, um, we went into mezcal a little bit in the old fashioned recipe. We did. We met, we we dove a little bit into mezcal. So I'm not really going to talk about the difference between those, um, but what. Do you know that tequila is made specifically from a blue agave plant? I think I heard that at some point. Um, they're primarily grown in the area surrounding the city of Tequila, which is surprise, North- surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know, shocker. All around uh, the city of Tequila. If you just happen to be in Mexico, uh, you might be able to pinpoint that on a map and head you can over see there. See it on your GPS and just drive towards Tequila. Yeah. Yay! Um, <laughs> and that's northwest. I think it's to the northwest of Guadalajara. Okay. Um, so I found some amazing facts on tequila that aren't the typical facts I think people know. I want to hear some amazing tequila facts. So tequila has an appellation of origin and can only be produced in five regions in Mexico. Ha-ha. So it's very specific to wow. certain places. Okay. And the plant is very specific to the type of alcohol. Okay. Um, this is my favorite part is about harvesting. So more than 300, yeah, 300 million plants are harvested every year. Unbelievable. It is when you think about this. So it takes the plants themselves eight to 12 years to grow, to be ready to harvest. Oh my gosh. And is this, uh, are these plants like a one-time use plant or is it like cutting down a Christmas tree? You got to grow another one. It's like cutting down a Christmas tree. You have to plant a new one. Oh, my gosh. So these guys are like continually cycling in new plants each year, probably behind the ones they've cut down. And like this is year one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They just keep cycling through, I imagine. Yeah, and I think that they're probably praying uh, all the time that tequila will still be a popular beverage. (laughs) That college keeps happening. Yeah, because that's a pretty big commitment (laughs) if you think of it that you have to plan all of that eight to 12 years out. And that you have 300 million of them wow. to harvest. Crazy. And it's not like a grapevine. It's not like, I mean, you could say the thing, same thing about people growing and harvesting grapes. Well, okay, you've got to have, you have so many years before that vine can start producing. But 
it keeps going. You're not just cutting the whole thing down and like having to start from scratch like you are, it sounds yeah. like with this plant. With grapevines, they keep producing every single year once they get into yeah. into a growth Their pattern. Their maturity, yeah. Yeah, so no, this is a, it's a pretty big commitment. Wow. Um, I think there's a lot of other interesting things about this. So the blue agave plant can have about 20, no, 200 leaves on it. By the time I've they go seen to harvest, big, the pictures of the huge things, yeah, yeah, they're the big, thick leaves. They almost look like um, uh, aloe vera or mm-hmm. something, and but they're, they're, huge. Huge. they're huge. So, it, each plant has two hundred leaves, and the person, the humidor, who has the circular blade, has to cut all of those leaves off of each of these plants. It's a lot of work to get to the little core, which looks kind of like a pineapple. It comes to get or all a pine leaves, cone. The leaves cut off of it kind of does that pine cone shape. Yeah, it's huge a, too. It's called a pina, the the inner part of it, right, like right. a pine cone, yep. right? Yep. So um in each of those, that's where the pulp is that they use to create the tequila. Got it. Um and that's that's where their mash, what they make the mash out of. Sure. Each of those penas can be 80 to 300 pounds each. That's unbelievable. Those guys have to be so strong. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's not just one dude picking up a 300-pound pina. Well, maybe an 80-pound. Yeah, for sure. But that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of work. Well, he just got done hacking 200 leaves off. The dude's got some triceps going on. Or, or lady. We don't know. Or the gal's got some yeah, triceps I going think, on. Uh, Probably some gnarled hand, poor old grandma out there doing it. It's pretty incredible. I think that is an incredible amount of work. And so. then, then it's done. You got to plant another one at that point. So you think all that tequila people were just wasting in college? It makes you a little sick, but not just because of what they were doing with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but think about how much work actually went into this thing. Sure. Oh God, yeah. So I read because of how long it takes to grow those blue agave plants, um, that every bottle of tequila, if you think about from the time it the agave was planted to uh-huh. the time it was harvested and mm-hmm. then aged um it could take eight to 20 years to make one bottle of tequila unbelievable and ju- that's just that's not anything special tequila either that's just run-of-the-mill tequila. i think the eight-year one is probably the least expensive wow. one but it's still such a huge commitment so i have that puts it a little bit into perspective sure to make you appreciate sure tequila a little bit more and how much work actually goes into into making it so that's good. That's I really like that. That was f- some fun facts to hear about that. I, you know, you see pictures of them swinging their blades and chopping the leaves off these big, giant plants. But but wow, to think that it's not something that keeps going that you have to plant new ones. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's so we've we've got and three hundred million of them million. every year Stupid. are harvested is an insane that's amount if you think mad. of how much work that it's is. Mad. It's mad. It's crazy, but it's delicious. So next time you have a tequila. Shot of tequila, a little sip, a little cocktail. Think about the amount of work that somebody put into that to make that possible for you. I'm re- I'm ready to think about the amount of work somebody put into making that for me when I have a cocktail with tequila in it. What do we got? What do we need to do to make this first one? What do we need to do to make the Dove, the Paloma? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start with this is probably one of the easiest recipes that... Maybe one of the easiest recipes we've done. Fantastic. Um, so in. as hard of work that they put into the tequila, we are not going to work that hard to make this Paloma. So, Sounds fantastic. Uh, let's go ahead. You're going to uh, make this in a glass. So okay. I'd probably do a highball glass. Okay. Um, you could use a rocks glass if you want to make smaller amounts. We've but got I'd, a highball out right I'd do now. a highball. And you're going to fill it with ice. We're going to make this right in the glass. So like I said, couldn't... Literally couldn't be an easier drink. All right, here's here's a glass that has ice cubes in it right now. Perfect. So we are going to take your tequila. Um, okay. I suggest reposado. Okay. Um, 
but you know, it's to taste or whatever you have. That's what we have. Yeah, that's what we have. Um, and we're gonna do two ounces of tequila just in the glass, pour over the ice. Okay, here goes two ounces over the top of the ice. It is now in there. Okay, remember last time when we asked you to get a juicer? So you should have your juicer. You should by have now. your juicer out. Um, <laughs> so let's cut up a lime, and we're gonna squeeze. Just it's not gonna be much. Um, we only need a half an ounce of lime juice. For this, well, you're going to probably want more than one of these, so you might as well just squeeze the whole just lime. Just take your whole lime. That's what we did. So I've got the the <laughs> lime has been pre-squeezed, and I've just taken, I've taken and used our little juicer, and I've got... And I wouldn't even worry about straining this. I don't think it matters amount. that there's any pulp in there for the small amount that we're going to have in here. Right. Um. So you're going to do a half an ounce of, the, of your fresh lime juice. Okay. And then we're going to take a pinch of salt. I just pinched the salt and just threw it on the ice. Here, puts it. go ahead and grab some and put it in there. Um, some people like to do it with a rim. I think it might be a little too salty with a full rim okay. on there. Okay. But Did you um, get your pinch in there? Yeah, I have a pinch on the ice Okay, right very good. And then we are going to fill the rest of it up with grapefruit soda. Any grapefruit soda? What do we What do we got? What are we using here? Well, I went to Total Wine and bought some fancy grapefruit soda. It's a company called Spectacular Grapefruit. That and I bought it basically because on the side it said, great for Palomas. And you know what? It really was because um, <laughs> I tried this yesterday. All right. Um, but you could also use Squirt or Fresca. I, um, know, I know there's a lot of companies doing kind of uh, artisan kind of sodas, whether you want to do something that's, you know, all natural, less natural, whatever your choice is. I bet you could find something like that to your taste. You you probably could. Or, you know, I've read other recipes that make these where they're actually kind of creating their own soda inside the glass. So they're using um, fresh grapefruit juice, a little soda water, and then they're putting a little bit of sugar or a little bit of simple syrup in there. So or essentially, syrup. Mm. oh, that would be good too. Be good. So they're essentially making their own grapefruit soda in the glass. Um, it depends on how easy you want this to be. Right. Okay. I'm uh, sure like that the other way is delicious too. So. Try whatever you want. Make your own or, you know, whatever is easiest. Fantastic. So. Well, you, we have this can open and I'll pour, I'll just top that up then into the, uh, into that highball glass. There we go. Got a satisfying bubbling coming off there. What, what, what do yeah. we need for garnish on this guy? No, none. Um, oh, well, I guess you could put a little piece of grapefruit on there. If, okay. I've especially got a, if you squoze some. I've got a know. slice of it sitting right here, so I'll just put that. You right. might look at, make it look a little prettier. There, I put it in there. I it did sure, slice sure them look, up. They sure look nice. Yeah, I sliced them up to when we took the picture, so um, right. we might as well might as well try it. All right, so let's see what you think about this. I think uh, this is a really nice, refreshing, very like it'd be perfect at the beach. All right, All right so let's cheers. give it a try here. Let's. Uh, yeah, that looks really cheers. Good. It's nice and bubbly. It's so fresh, and that tartness of the grapefruit cuts through the sweetness of the soda, so it's not an overly an overly sweet drink. That's it's really good. It's just light and refreshing. Um, I really like how the salt flavor is not overwhelming in there, and it's just is it's just the right amount. It kind of breaks up that sweetness too. Yeah, because the tart it's a little bit tart with mm -hmm. the grapefruit in there, but the salt and tart together, plus the taste of the kind of really milds. Out the taste of tequila. I really like that. That's like that's like summertime spectacular yeah. down the beach. I can't wait for the beach. I'm gonna load up one whole thing of ice. One whole thing and of I'm paloma. Do a big thing of paloma. I'm gonna take it down, just pour it through my glass through the day. That sounds like a perfect idea. Yeah, Planning that's that's a delicious. It. That is a delicious cocktail. That is great. 
You know, the thing I like about this more than I like about like a margarita that you'd order when you're out. Mm -hmm. The margaritas that um, even if they make their own sweet and sour mix, sometimes it gives me like a little indigestion or a little heartburn. Right. Um, And this is not at all like that. Like this is super fresh and and cuts through that you know? even a good margarita you know they're going to be making their own stuff and they're going to be using you know fresh rose lime juice and it's pretty lime forward so it's going to be and there's probably some sugar in there too and that's probably what adds to it yeah. but yeah this is this is really good yeah I really it's not acidic that. like it's I, it's really easy to make so and it's bubbly i know it's great yeah well, I'm, I could, a, I'm a I could, fan i could almost see also using this and doing a uh pitcher style for oh. summertime, for a summertime party, don't put ice in it, but have ice in the glasses for folks, and do uh, you know, and have it just pre-ready, setting in the fridge, and then pour over ice. Uh, the only thing I'd be cautious about that is that you want to keep the effervescence oh, the of soda, the that's soda. Right. I didn't so, think about that. Um, yeah, you could do it and then pour it out for everybody all at once. I mean, you could yeah. do a big batch, but yeah. I probably wouldn't suggest uh, pre-making it because your soda could easily yeah, you're go right. flat. I didn't even think about that. You're probably right. You that. could pre-make it in an actual sealed container though so you can keep sure, that you could yeah um which is what i'm gonna end up doing this summer i have a feeling a uh, once or twice like a large water bottle with a good seal on it that's yeah. a, that's a good idea yeah so um yeah super no, popular fantastic drink. this is really popular in mexico it's also the popularity has gone up into texas um but this is one that hasn't really hit the full popularity of a uh, margarita for example right but i think almost everybody knows how to make them and i would suggest trying it because i'm yeah i really really like this one um can't wait for summertime right now and actually i can't wait until we stop talking for a second so i can drink the rest of it <laughs> so now, now is this one that's uh do we get a feeling if this is like an up-and-coming drink is it moving its way out of the southwest and around the rest of the country i mean did you find any information like that no, I didn't really find anything. Okay. I just found out that, you know, um, like down in, like in the regions of Texas, like it's, it's moving its okay. way through. Also, I think because Texas um, is known for grapefruit growing. Makes so sense. I, yeah, I think pretty easy combo there. So Absolutely. Yeah, so the pl- La Paloma. La Paloma, the dove. The dove. I, I like the dove. The dove is very good. It's our symbol of peace. It's <laughs> the symbol of peace, exactly. Peace and quiet. A dove setting, <laughs> set it perched atop an open tequila bottle. I mean, what could be better than right. that? Well, we seem to have, uh, I think we talked about having a spin on this as well. What, what what do we got coming up next? It seems like it's almost like taking another like big turn, 90 degrees, 180 degrees away. From yeah, we are. We're going to take a big turn away from the Paloma, and we are, it's not going to be a margarita. Um, I found a recipe that I thought would be a perfect combination of a lot of the things that we have used in the previous episodes, um, but using tequila as a base spirit. So hopefully it's something that, hopefully the ingredients are things that you have now purchased for the previous episodes that now you can turn it around into this tequila cocktail. That, that's, a, that's a lot of value. This is a lot of value in this drink for you guys. That's right. A lot of added value. So... Um, we do need some tools for this one. We're not making this one right in the glass. Oh, we got to get something out. Well, what do we need for this one? Okay, so are you going to pull out your mixing glass? Okay, let me grab that. Um, you're going right. to you're gonna throw some ice in there, too, when you have a chance. All righty, we'll put a little ice in that mixing glass okay. here. Okay. Then uh, we're also going to grab a spoon, our cocktail spoon. Okie dokie. And our Hawthorne strainer, the one with the springies kind on it. Slotted spoon with springs around the corner. Yep, got yeah. it. 
And uh, we're going to make this one in a coupe. So your fancy cocktail glass. Oh, we like those. Yes, I like them. We like some coupes around here. We have a lot of coupes. Um, I can't stop buying them, actually. I think it might, I might need an intervention. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I had to buy a whole cupboard for them. Now I don't have any more room for cupboards. So we are going to pull out tequila, our reposado. Okay. So we got the Again. basically the same thing that we used last time. Yep. And then I'm going to give you the quantities here in a minute. So okay. we're going to pull out the tequila. Got it. We're going to grab Campari. Ooh, you know, I like that Campari. Yeah, we've used it in a couple episodes now. It's our Negroni episode and also the low ABV uh, episode. So you definitely want to have this stuff around. And I've got our bottle right here. We're going to pull out the Antica Formula. Antica. The, our sweet vermouth. One of our classic sweet vermouths. And I've got that. The Dolan Dry, which is a dry vermouth. Okay, so that's the uh, Dolan. It's a clear vermouth. Here we go. And we're also going to pull out Angostura. The great Angostura bitters. They're bitters, yeah. They're very good. Here, I've got the big bottle right here. All right. Okay, so let's do quantities. All of this is going to go into your mixing glass. I'm ready. I am armed with my measuring vessel. I am ready to go. Okay, we're going to do one and a half ounces of the Reposado tequila. Okay, it is in there. Okay, we're going to do one half ounce of Campari. Okay, Campari is in there. I love that color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this it's going to be bright. Um, we're going to do a half an ounce of Antica. Okay, Antica, one half ounce? Just a half ounce. Okay, half yes. ounce. Here we go. Okay. Half an ounce of Dolan Dry. And the Dolan Dry. I don't know if you're seeing a, a pattern here. Half ounce in there. <laughs> this is so far, so good. And then we're going to do two dashes of Angostura bitters in Alrighty, there. Alrighty, two dashes. Remember, that dash size can be as big or as small as you want it. And here's how big it is in this one. There and there. Okay. There All right. Are. That's going to be it. So uh, now you're going to stir that until it's nice and cold. Usually about, like again, you know, 30 seconds stirring. We will not subject you to hearing 30 seconds worth of stirring. No. And this one's going to get garnished with a lemon peel. So while you're stirring and straining into our coop, I'm going to go ahead and peel a little bit of lemon here. Okay, you do that and I'll pour. You know, for this, for this recipe, I'm going to do a really wide piece of lemon and I'm going to cut it fancy. So you'll see that in a... I'm going to take a picture of that. Ooh la la. It's pretty fun. I mean, that like looks, little flames great. on the end. This one looks great, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah. So we're going to express that lemon peel over our coop full of La Rosita. Release those oils over the top. I like to see them shimmer over the top when I, you're kind of pinching it, and that gets that little spray of the oils across the top. Because then it really, as you bring that drink up to your nose, no matter what it is, you're really going to get that that smell, and I, I think that's great. And this is a this is a fun recipe because it really, like I said, it's using a lot of the things that we've already put together. But you're changing out your base spirit, um, one part Mexico, one part Europe. There you go, and you it's know? it's a pretty long distance away too, as far as the ingredients from like what you picture as your classic uh, tequila drinks. No this, fruits, no fruit stuff. No fruit. Basically, no fruit juice Just in lemon, this. It's like lemon peel. We've backed away from that I, I can't wait to try this thing yeah this is booze forward and uh and you know sweet vermouth forward honestly um and just so you know i didn't um that this is a more current recipe it's not something that i found a long history on oh okay so la rosita all right here we go that looks good it's really bright all right cheers yeah i like all the right. looks of this thing cheers let's see what you think all righty here we go oh that's what do you think of that that's really good that's a you know, normally with a Campari drink, you know, I'm thinking Negroni as kind of a classic Campari drink. 
but this is this is a this is kind of a another step forward. I really I really like that. That's good. I think it's good that you you said Negroni and probably the Campari is pulling that out because mm-hmm. I would I would say that this is a tequila variation of a Negroni. Basically, it is, and it, I think it's really good. I think that that kind of I'm not going to say smoky taste of tequila, or I, I'll, maybe I'll just say the signature taste of tequila that everyone knows what it is. The signature taste of tequila pairs very well with that kind of earthy, dusty taste that you kind of get from the uh, from the Campari. I, I like that pairing. I think that pairing is really good. And, of course, with the lemon espresso over the top, that smell first and a little bit of that tart taste with that kind of just blends that to well. It's a really well-balanced drink, I think. Yeah, we're using – I'm sorry, I don't have the bottle, but um, we're used a Reposado tequila that is not um – we're not using like Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo has a really strong defined taste. Honestly, I'm not a big fan because I think it makes me think of college and over drinking. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely much more refined tequilas. And so you're not getting that blast of Jose right. Cuervo. Right. Honestly. Exactly. Um, this is a, it's really tequila. I think it can be really amazing in these mixed drinks. Um, I also think that the one that we're drinking right now, the La Rosita, would hold up really well to a mezcal. Right, exactly. Like even go even further with that kind of smoky classic flavor that could come, especially out of a mezcal. They could be very, very smoky. But I really en- I enjoyed the great. tequila in it. Um, I think both would work. Or you could split it, you know. Oh, yeah. You totally could do a split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be delicious. Yeah, I think uh, we made two very diverse drinks with tequila today. That's a great way to put it. And I still think that both of these pay homage to tequila being that delicious summertime beverage. Yeah, one we all love. So if you want to see pictures and recipes for the drinks that we made today, you can follow us on Instagram at Amateur Bartending 4, which is the number 4, Immature. And uh, please follow us and like us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you are listening right now. And feel free to leave some comments. We'd love to hear about uh, what you guys are making and I'd love to hear about what you think about what we're doing. Well, Shan, this has been another fun one. I had a great time and these drinks were fantastic. I definitely think we're going to be revisiting these again. I can't wait for summer. Absolutely. Cheers, Shan. Cheers. And everybody out there, happy cocktailing. <laughs>